All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trader Mindset Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Um, We're going to talk about some current events, uh, some crypto news that's getting my attention. Um, And yeah, so sit back, relax, and let's get started. First things first, let's move on to the S&P 500. Let's talk about the broader market a little bit. So, recently, I haven't been using um, SPY as an indicator. A lot of people that I've been talking to started using the futures chart, which makes sense because there's a lot more data in the futures chart during volatility. So, as I've been saying before, we are looking for monthly consolidation on the S&P 500, and now we are seeing monthly consolidation on the S&P 500 and other sectors that compose the S&P 500. So, overall, I'm not looking for a collapse at all. I'm looking for just a monthly high or low where I can buy the dip and we can continue on forward depending on how significant this uh, consolidation is. If, let's say, this is it, Um, If you've been paying attention to the broader market, we have been uh, bouncing a little bit. So if this is it, this is a potentially monthly, this is a potential monthly bull flag. So I would really suggest um, if you are a patient bull, right? So I'm going to give you guys a scenario right now. If you are a patient bull, I would wait for a daily higher low. So If the S&P 500 consolidates a little bit, I would try to bottom fish this low that we saw of the consolidation. Um, That would give you a pretty good risk to reward. Um, Also, just to cover my ass, um, this is all for educational purposes only. Um, I'm not a professional, so please talk to a professional if you have concerns with investing. This is all my opinion. And it's going to be like that because uh, this is my podcast. (laughs) But um, that's how I would play. I would wait for daily consolidation to take place and bottom fish that low. So I have a risk to find. And if it goes below, well, I'm stopped out. No worries. I'll try again later. If this is the bottom, that means I pretty much nailed the bottom. And we will see continue... Uh, follow-through, let's say, on the S&P 500. Now, there's a lot of talks on the debt ceiling, blah, 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 blah. Um, Stick to the charts. That's all I got to say. Stick to the charts. We've seen this happen many times. Uh, I'm sure if you're a little bit older than me, um, if you're a millennial or above, I'm a millennial. Um, If you're a millennial or older, um... I'm sure you've seen multiple debt ceiling raises, uh, sometimes when the government actually shut down. Overall, we recovered. This is all, the like, personal opinion, this is all theatrical. I do not care. I literally do not care. This is all theatrical. And most of it's already priced in, I can tell you that. If the debt ceiling does not get raised, um... Then we are looking for a potential default, but uh, just play short. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, 
just be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Just be prepared. Um, we've seen this happen before, so we have history on our side. And all the time, it has been raised um, because they don't want to see a collapse of the U.S. government and its credit rating. So things to know and things to look out for, but stick to the charts. If you are a trader like me, stick to the charts. That's all I got to say. So moving back. Now let's talk about the SPY because that is probably the more actively traded um, ETF. So on this consolidation on uh, Friday, we were just looking for a four hour higher low, right? We gapped up open. We ran, uh, I think that was Thursday or Wednesday. And then we just wanted to see some consolidation. We had a, what was it? A four hour equilibrium that broke bullish. Nice. Now we need to see a daily trend change that needs to happen. Because these pumps are nice, but if we don't confirm this higher low and higher high, it's just a pump, right? If it continuously fades back to the low, that is a big red flag on the broader market, honestly, because every time we've seen this happen, um, we've either seen an equilibrium that breaks bullish and goes back to all-time highs, or what we've seen is just a V-shaped back. And if we see this lower high and lower low, that means that this time is different and be very prepared for that. So that is just something to keep in mind as well. But sticking with the charts, anything above 428.86 will keep us, or sorry, what is it? Sorry, I had it written down. Uh, let's say 426 psychological. If anything above 426 psychological is just a daily higher low. And bulls need to defend that support level. Moving on to the NASDAQ. So QQQ, same thing. We had an equilibrium break bullish. We saw a gap up open on Thursday. And then we saw some consolidation on Friday. Very healthy consolidation. We need to change the daily time frame on QQQ. And as I've said before, if you've missed this bounce and you are, you know, want a solid risk reward, just bottom fish that um, support level that we created around that 350 level. And you, you already will have your risk defined and, you know, just assess your risk at that point, how much you're willing to, you know, lose. Because trading is that basically it. It's all risk reward, right? You have to remember that you need... So there's different types of traders. And I'm definitely going to make a... Not a video, an episode about that. Of how aggressive traders play. Because I've I've played multiple types of um, things. Like I, I play aggressive during a blue sky breakout market like Bitcoin. And then I play conservative when things are uh, consolidating. So you have to have your pretty much mindset figured out. Okay, if this is what I'm looking for, then this is how I'm going to play this. So very simple scenario, right? If the hourly EMAs are holding, right? Then you're going to play conservative because 
there's going to be a time when that EMA breaks, right? And there's going to be a point when you see, okay, bulls look exhausted. We are close to resistance level. Let's top fish that resistance level and see what it does. And if it gives you a good risk reward, gonna play aggressive. At least personally, I'm gonna play very aggressive because I already have that risk defined. There's a stop loss gonna be set. If it breaks, no worries. But if it goes to where I'm thinking it will go, or at least, um, you know, yeah, predicting where I'm, where it's, where it's probably gonna go. I'm going to have a very good day. And that's how I've been playing recently. I've also been assessing my losses, my day losers. So I have a specific number in mind. I know a lot of people talk about, okay, have your stop loss set below a resistance level. For me personally, I give a little bit of wiggle room because I have seen um, stop losses getting triggered and then instant reversals. So I play with a little bit of wiggle room, especially on these... A little bit more volatile names like Tesla, like uh, NVDA, like Lucid, um, even Neo, Tilray. Like all these names, I play with a little bit of wiggle room just because I've been familiar with that. And yeah, you have to have your risk defined and you got to know yourself as a trader. I have, I feel like I know more about myself because I've been trading than just like you know, anything else. Because uh, your trading will reflect your mentality and your uh, behavior. If you're very impulsive, trading will show that. And if you have a very gambling type of mindset, trading will definitely show that. If you have a very egotistical mindset, oh yeah, you're in for a very, very rude awakening because you're going to see that. So have that risk defined. And uh, let's get out of this rant and let's move on to the financial sector. So financial sector definitely standing out as one of the stronger sectors right now. We are almost at all time highs. That's all I'm saying. We are essentially at all time highs. With that being said, though, keep an eye out for sector rotation. It hasn't been happening recently, but I don't know. Something tells me that it might come back because uh, I don't know. I just have a gut feeling Um, because right now SPY is being magnified on both sides because all the sectors are doing the same thing. There's going to be a time when the strong sector starts becoming weaker and the weaker sector starts becoming stronger. Just looking for that. Um, So keep an eye out for sector rotation. Let's see what happens when XLF consolidates. Will we see a QQQ significant bounce? Let's see. Um, But yeah, other than that, you know, we've seen very healthy consolidation on the monthly time frame, broader market. And uh, let's move on to another analysis. And we're going to be talking about Bitcoin because as I've said before, Bitcoin is holding up much stronger compared to the broader market. Now, if Bitcoin is holding and we've seen a weekly trend change, which is absolutely ridiculous during a broader market consolidation, what is going to happen 
when the broader market starts bouncing? Will we see Bitcoin weakness or will we see Bitcoin further strength? Remember this too. This has all been happening during dollar strength, right? I'm going to move on to the technicals, but this is just some hints of what the direction of Bitcoin could be. So Bitcoin is, because it's a global now, you know, asset, um, it is connected to the broader market in some sense. It either has a bullish correlation or a bearish correlation. Right now, Bitcoin has a significant bullish correlation to the broader market. And sometimes it just loses correlation and does its own thing. Like on the weekends, it does its own thing. But I want to see what happens when the broader market bounces. Because Bitcoin is set very well for a broader market bounce and a dollar weakness. So let's see what happens. Moving on to the technicals. Bitcoin with a weekly higher low, higher high. So we've already changed a weekly trend change from 28,800 to when we, you know, retested that level and broke bullish. So we have a weekly trend change. We are looking our next, what do you call Our next resistance is 60K. Think about that. Our next resistance is 60K. And Bitcoin right now, as I'm recording, is around $55,000. What a significant recovery. We had a higher low every month since that low of 28800 And bulls are aggressively buying this dip, which is something fascinating to me because I haven't been on this Bitcoin train that heavily in 2017, but this time I know my technical analysis. I have been, you know, analyzing the history of it. So in terms of technical analysis, I've been analyzing how it did before. And Bitcoin is just extremely impressive on this uh, bounce. So all time highs are potentially in play. Now, we need volume. There is some news about a Bitcoin ETF. And uh, that could be a significant catalyst for Bitcoin. We need big money to get involved, establish their positions and let this rip because that's how it happens in the stock market. That's how that's what happens in almost every market in the world. And uh, once big money establishes its position, it's just FOMO and, uh, you know, hype. So let's see what happens. Um, very interested. So that is a little bit of Bitcoin. I'm going to talk about Ethereum. I'm going to talk about a little other coins. And I'm going to talk about my trade. So we still got a little bit going. Moving on. So I talked a little bit, of, a bit about Bitcoin. Most likely scenario is still a monthly lower high. I want to see. If we can get a monthly cup and handle, I will be buying that Bitcoin consolidation aggressive. Mark those words. But if we're going to V-shape all the way back, I already have established positions on Bitcoin uh, since the break of $30,000. My thinking, I'm going to talk to you about my thinking because um, some people don't understand. 
So when Bitcoin is consolidating, that is the time to buy. When no one is talking about Bitcoin or anything, um, even Tesla, no one was really talking about Tesla when it was at like $500. Now it's at $800 and everyone's talking about Tesla and there's going to be a, like, there's FOMO, right? Like CNBC and all these media companies pump this ticker. So going to talk about it. When no one was talking about Bitcoin, that was the time to buy. And that's historically the best time to buy. When no one's talking about anything, time to buy. You have to have a contrarian mindset. People are willing to give their money at $40,000, but no one's willing to give their money at $28,000. And after a 30% correction, I believe it is a 30% correction. Sorry, sorry. I take that back. It's like 50% correction. You're buying this at a discount. Remember that. Black Friday only comes once a year. And this consolidation was at Black Friday. You had a 50% discount on Bitcoin. Think about that. How crazy is that? And I entered. um, Because typically, when everyone is thinking one way, the opposite happens, right? When everyone's short one ticker, it explodes in a massive short squeeze. Because it only takes that one massive, massive buy to trigger stop losses and just stop losses keep avalanching upwards. And that's what happens. So just talk, look at GME. That was a massive, massive short squeeze that triggered so many stops. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for this hype to be back in Bitcoin. Establish your position. We can even see a monthly lower high and go back to 28,000. You never know. But after seeing a significant bounce and then further continuation, I have my bull senses tingling on this. Let's move on to Ethereum. Ethereum is getting tight. I am looking at it on a weekly time frame, right? So we changed the uh, weekly... Um, trend at 1700 we like double bottomed at 1700 and shot up and now we're holding weekly ema 12 on this consolidation and it is not to where bitcoin is so it is relatively weaker compared to bitcoin right if if it was at bitcoin's level it would be above four thousand dollars which is clearly it's not so it's a little bit weaker than um bitcoin but it is still very well positioned for all-time highs. So keep that in mind. Uh, next resistances are 4,000 psych, I would say, at least on the longer term. Uh, for crypto, I do day trade crypto, but I am mostly a swinger or swing trader in uh, crypto. Just because of the fees, man, it's it's ridiculous fees. I use Coinbase, and if you're if you're using anything else, I'm happy for you, but... If you live in the United States, Coinbase is honestly your best bet in terms of liquidity and getting out of trades and like all that stuff. So I'm sticking with Coinbase, but Binance, very good. FTX, extremely good. Um, so I'm jealous if you're <laughs> overseas because you can even use leverage on the futures and uh, a 30% swing with a massive leverage is ridiculous, right? So that's that. Um, and then, you know what? 
let's move on to SHIB because a lot of people are talking about SHIB. I played SHIB very aggressively. Um, I did some uh, good, uh, <laughs> made some good money on that aggressive play. And uh, let's move on. Let's let's talk about that, right? So my expertise is a hype market. And I played SHIB like it was a hype market, right? It kind of is. It's a hype stock. It's It has no real fundamentals, but it has all technicals. So I played it technically. Um, let's start with the hourly time frame. It is, wow, it's no longer the clearest. Let's move on to the... Uh, four hour then. So four hour, yes, four hours very clear. So these hype markets, remember, there's a lot of FOMO, right? People do not want to miss out. So you play, or at least me personally, I play very aggressive in a short term basis. So I play these five-minute oversold bounces very aggressively. I play these 15-minute oversold bounces very aggressively. I play these hourly oversold bounces very aggressively. SHIB did not hit hourly oversold. I am still waiting for that. Um, But I have a short-term mindset. I do not have a long-term mindset, right? These, who, if you hold SHIB, right, it could go up like Doge or it can pump and dump. Like a lot of these stock, you know, penny stocks do. Keep that in mind. Have stop losses set. You can make a lot of money playing aggressive, these names. But you can lose just as much. So be very careful. And um, play accordingly to how you are. Um, for me, it's just... If I stop out, it's just profits I'm losing. I'm not losing much capital because it's profits. Um, But a lot of people put their entire account on SHIB. And what happens, it drops 60%. And uh, then they sell the bottom and then it bounces again. And they're like, holy shit, what just happened? Be very careful with these extremely volatile names. You will get FOMO. Um, Let the trade come to you. And uh, that's that. So for me... I had SHIB around 1,200 or 1,200 sats or whatever you call it. Um, It's like thousandth of a penny, ten thousandth of a penny or whatever. I just let it ride until I started saying, okay, this RSI is ridiculously high. I play hourly, uh, sorry, I play RSI. If multiple time frames are overbought, I start selling and that's how I work. So I had around 1,200, sold around 20-something hundred, 2,100, 2,200, bought back at around 20-something hundred or 2,000, and then sold some, sold half around 28-something, and now I'm just risk-free trade. If it continues to go higher, great. If it, can, if it goes down, um, I'll have a you know, still a profitable trade, but, uh, I'm going to get stopped out. So pretty much how I play now, I'm pretty risk-free, so I don't really need to worry that much, but that it is what it is. That's how I play. 
So it looks like I've rambled on for a little bit now. So my my final words are have stop losses set in both stock market and uh, cryptocurrency world because when things get, you know, hyped and when people get on one side of the boat, it, it tilts and um, you don't want to be caught in that because you will, will get caught off guard and things will not be the same. So with that being said, I hope all of you have a great weekend. I'll see you all next week. Have stop losses set. Peace.